This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember doing audio recordings for May 20th, but here they are on my phone. I wonder why. Ben, do you want to talk to the podcast? We're at Summer Jam, Houston, Texas. Ben, do you want to talk to the podcast? Okay. He's not feeling too good. You can hear the rest in the after hours, honestly. It was kind of a fun time. I have been extremely stressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, obnoxiously stressed. And before I sat there and spiraled, I left my book in my car. Before I sat there and spiraled, I decided I'm going to podcast. Sorry if you can hear the ice and the straw moving to the left of me. Um, I'm doing this on my phone with my lavalier mic. Oh my God, hold on. So basically, life has been so fucking stressful recently. It has not been girl boss gatekeep gaslight. It has been very much, I'm wallowing in a circle of self hate and pity and everything else in between. Um, not been fun. Let me just say that at all. There's so many things I want to start. First of all being, okay, anyone else who drives for Uber, do y'all also have this thing where Uber will be like, you, would you like to accept this delivery for $20? And I'll be like, oh my God, yes, Uber. Of course I do, because $20 is a great bit of money for a delivery. And they're like, okay, great. You have two deliveries. I'm like, do, 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 do. I go do my two deliveries. And then they're like, great. On your last trip, you just earned $13. And I'm like, why did you tell me that I was going to get 20 And it keeps doing that with everything. Like every delivery, they'll be like, this is a $5 delivery. I do the delivery. Here's your $2.50. What? And so at first I was like, oh, that extra money must be tips and I'll get the tips later. And actually for a certain period of time, that was the case. But now that's not the case anymore. Like I just did a trip where I was supposed to get $10. I got $3 for the trip. Like, it doesn't come in tips later anymore. Like, sorry, I'm making ramen noodles because I'm in the need of something very spicy. And yes, I'm making spicy noodles and cheesy because I love putting cheese on it. If anyone else watches RCL Beauty on Snapchat, bruh, her spicy, cheesy ramen recipe is great. Everything Rachel makes is great. Um, But yeah, like they keep doing that. And so they're telling me like, oh my God, you're about to make this amount of money and I'm not even making half that amount. Like what? It's annoying. It's frustrating. Should I put an egg in this? I am. It's annoying. It's frustrating. And I'm kind of sick and tired of it because every time I choose a delivery, I have absolutely no idea how much I'm actually going to be making from that money. So if anyone else deals with this, how do I fix it? How do I contact? Who do I contact 
to stop that meow because it's really frustrating if i'm going to make 250 from a delivery just tell me i'm going to make 250 from a delivery and let's move on next thing's next next thing is the intro because i obviously forgot she existed Welcome back to the Strike Me Please podcast. I am your host, Brianna Silva. And I mean, I already started the episode for you guys. Oh my God, it's going to be a long one. Buckle in. I'm just ranting. It's just me. I mean, like, all I do is rant, but like, we love it, right? And if you're new here, hi. Okay, back to me just complaining and making food. Oh my God, I can hear myself. I'm literally just eating chips. Oh my God, I just got onto my boyfriend. Wait, y'all got to hear this. Test on beep. I cut it out, so no. I really need better ways to manage stress. Because I'm starting to get every physical embodiment of stress. I have an insane eye twitch that will not go away. I am now covered in eczema all over my body. I have been getting sick nonstop. And I do mean nonstop. Ooh, I do have yogurt that has cookies, though. Thanks, babe. Um, nonstop. The flu, the cold, another flu, this issue, th like constantly sick insane insane joint pain headaches insomnia panic attacks i this is why they say you better keep your mental health in check and you better take care of it because i'm feeling every physical embodiment of it of just like bad mental health and let me tell you not fun not fun at all I literally could jump out of meow. a window, but literally every single embodiment. And it's not fun. It's not fun at all because everything is literally like, oh my God, I hate this. 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 I haven't done so many doctor visits ever in my life. Okay. Yeah. No. And so that hasn't been fun. And then on top of all of that, just constant fear of what's next what else is going to fall apart in my life because i'm at a point where it's like so much has gone wrong so another thing can't go wrong because i'm trying to catch up on everything and i'm not i'm going to spare the details okay it's a lot of life stuff a lot of financial stuff just the fun ins and outs of like being 23 and trying to figure out how to financially take care of myself and careers and college and then there's other very very specific niche circumstances that i don't feel like a lot of people go through that is out of the ordinary for like a 23 year old getting like their footing in life which i know i'm not the only person because i have um my few friends who are also going through the same thing and it's been great just like hey has this happened to you yep how are you handling this not great like it's that part's been fun but I'm sparing the details because those get extremely personal. But yeah, so like all of that, it's like trying to figure all of that out. Knowing I have a deadline to figure all of that out. It has not been fun. And I, <laughs> I am not managing the stress well. But I will say what I have been doing to try to manage that stress and anxiety and the impending doom of like, oh my fucking God, what? Like, it's not even what happens you know, like, I just know that if I can't figure all this stuff out fairly quickly, I'm going to have a few more years of just 
depression. Like, there's no other way to put it. I'm like, it's the time slot is getting away from the things that have caused me a lot of mental, mental turmoil growing up, a lot of pain in my life that has caused my mental health to be like this. And so that's why I'm trying to figure it out so quickly because, like, if not, it's not like I'm going to die, but I will have to spend more years dealing with that and putting up with it and probably hitting another really, really deep, dark phase of depression. And we really don't want to deal with that. But I've been learning to cook. I've honestly, this is going to be so stupid. I have literally changed the way I intake alcohol and not in a sense of like, I've been pouring it up, but literally just like <laughs> learning how to. I just need everyone to take a second and realize that the word I am looking for is moderation. Now listen to how hard I struggle looking for this word. What's it called? This is gonna make me sound like an alcoholic, but I'm a college student, so the same thing, right? Uh, but like learning how to, what is that word? Self-control? It's not self-control. Moderation. What is that word? Moderation. Basically space it out. Oh my gosh, Brianna editing, I know you know the word, just throw it in here moderation but like just managing my alcohol intake and being very mindful of how much alcohol I have because like at the end of the day alcohol is a depressant and so I just want to be able to like have a few drinks not get fucked up and self-medicating even though that was fun at a certain period but spending more time sober so that way I can actually get up and do what I need to do to work on cultivating the life that I really need for myself. It's not even want anymore. Doing a lot more of like chasing after the things that make me happy and a lot of the things that cause me stress, just like reevaluating them. Like one of the things being, God damn, should I really? Okay, so one of the things being this podcast, it's my dream to like just have a really nice plot, podcast, yes, podcast platform. And it's important to me because I just feel like I could bring a lot of joy to people with my, it's literally called distract me, please. Like I am here to distract you from life, right? Which I'm distracting you from life by telling you my problems. Isn't that fun? Um, <laughs> and I just find that to be very joyous. And so I worked really, really hard and pushed out a lot of content, spending a lot of sleepless nights editing. And then it was like, how about let's let that dream go? And not in the sense of like, it'll never happen. But in the sense of let's let go the like hard work part and like let's just turn it into something fun. So I was feeling stressed and now I'm here like talking to you guys because I love y'all and I really want to talk about how I've also been reading to take my mind off of the stresses of life and let me tell you my roommate put me on hey Lainey how you doing and she is the one who put me on and I've never looked back she was completely right she has been obsessed with the throne of glass series everyone who is a throne of glass stand because I know there's a big niche community I know you're screaming I just started the books so I finished the first book throne of glass I'm now on to crown of midnight and let me just say this if you're looking for a fun fantasy world with romance and action and a female antagonist protagonist no a female protagonist like a bad meow meow but also like ah, amazing and like she's meow cool she's just so cool and magical creatures and magic these are the books for you 
and I've been obsessed with it. Like the escapism I get from these books of all the stress that I just talked about. That was the book that I said I left in my car. Uh, Crown of Midnight, y'all. These books go so Meow. hard. Hold on, I need a crunch on a chip. But yes, these books have literally been the answer to all my problems. I get stressed, I can't sleep at night. The insomnia, I literally just pick up the book and start reading. So instead of going to bed thinking about my issues, I'm going to bed thinking about Selena's issues. I'm thinking about Kale and Dorian. Like, oh my fucking God. And I just met Mort. Mort, instantly my favorite character in this entire series. I'm only on book two. Haven't made it through much. He's instantly my favorite character. Everyone else can simply fall off the face of the earth, except for Mort and Selena and Elena. That's it. That's who I, all I care about. I love this book. I love these characters. Dorian's literally being a little meow. Dorian acts like a little 13 year old boy who's in love, which I mean, he's literally sitting in a castle his entire life, reading books, hating his father. I can't necessarily say I blame him for the way he thinks, but he's truly being a little baby and it pisses me the meow off and I hate him. And Lainey keeps telling me to be patient with him because he has his meow lens, but he's also great. Lainey has finished the entire series, like all the way down to Kingdom of Ash, but meow Dorian meow that man. I am so tired of listening to him meow and whine. At first I was like kind of cool when he was first introduced and we got to learn how he hates his father and blah 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 blase blase but now i just hate him now i just completely hate him the more i learn about him the more it's like yeah whatever you can be a little rule breaker rebel but like in doing so you are not thinking about other people like i'm sorry he was not thinking about what it would mean for selena for the moves he made on her and i'm just not giving spoilers but he did not think about what that would do to her life. So meow. that guy and I hate him. And even at the end of the book, he was being a little mm, me, 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 me. like I hate him. I hate him so much. And even now trying to test Selena in the beginning of Crown of Midnight, like Dorian, shut meow up. Shut the meow up. You have other duties. Go be your little pimp player. Go find another woman to fill the little gaping hole in your heart because Oh my God, you're raised in such a hard life and a hard family in the castle, boo, hoo, hoo. Like, I get it, okay? I get it. Your life is low-key kind of sucky. Everyone around you was conniving and this and that. And like, you can't even stand up to your father and there's so much and your mom and I get it. But I get it to a certain point and I still think he's being a little meow, meow. So that's my take. Anyways, I highly recommend the book for anyone who desperately needs a good fantasy read. Hold on, I need a bowl of water, <laughs> um, of ice water, cause I just put eggs in these ramen noodles and they're gonna overcook if I don't shock them in ice water like right now. Ah, my phone connected to my mic, oh yeah. But yeah, that's what I have to say about Throne of Glass. I'm literally grabbing ice and trying to talk through the noise. Like this isn't a podcast where the only thing that matters is literally the audio. Like, Brianna do better. But if you're like me and you hate books with a slow start, just, just be prepared. I think I have been so stressed in life that I actually desperately needed a book with a slow start. 
but typically movies tv shows all of that that have slow starts oh you couldn't catch me dead and i truly mean you couldn't catch me dead enjoying it because i've always hated them but there has been so much stress in my life that actually like i keep seeing everyone on tiktok talking about how like how much of a slow start it is and it's so much easier to get through uh what is that other one akatar like i hear everyone talking about how easy it is to get through akatar because like it's instantly fast and intense and book one and throne of glass is instantly just like do 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 but i needed that i needed that there's been way too much stress in life hi babe i'm talking to the podcast don't judge me but yeah i truly needed that slow start and like a series because your girl as i mentioned was stressed so highly highly recommend but just be prepared for that slow meow start but it's so good i promise it's so good the magic and the creatures and the people like it just ah, it all compounds together so everyone say thank you laney for putting me on because it was freaking amazing but now that my man's home i'm gonna continue cooking cheesy ramen because i just wanted something nice and great and spicy and just oh i want all the guilt all the shame and all the bloating that will come with it um but yeah thank you so much for listening y'all probably will hear me in another audio clip i don't even know when y'all i have been podcasting when my heart desires which i truly apologize for i hate being one of those ew dare i say influencers yeah i hate being one of those people you know one of those content creators but sadly i have been Anyways, guys, peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you or a loved one tired of consistently going to the grocery store to buy your groceries? The long lines, the people, the germs, because it's Corona time and you don't know if there are sick people in the store around you. Well, baby, I got the fix. Instacart. Instacart is a grocery delivery service that can deliver groceries to you in as fast as one hour. Instacart has multiple stores available and you can shop all your favorites all on a single order. They will pick the freshest produce and keep your eggs safe. My listeners, <laughs> if you click the link in the show notes, you'll get free delivery on your first order of over $35. Again, that is free delivery on your first order over $35. So go ahead, head to the show notes and sign up for Instacart today to get your groceries delivered to you. Because, baby, ain't nobody got time to be in the grocery store shopping. OK, period. Back to the show. Three weeks later. Do I have a show for you? Do 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 veggie tales, veggie tales, veggie tales, veggie tales, broccoli, lima beans, string beans, I don't know, veggie tales. <laughs> but 
<clears throat> y'all, how we do it? How we do it, y'all? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And for all my newcomers, welcome. Oh, welcome, baby. Ooh, you look so good. So let's get right into it. I have to tell y'all about the time where I thought I was about to die because of cops. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all. It's been a hell of a goddamn week. Actually, it's been two since I've seen y'all. So it's been a hell of, like, it's it's been a whole lot of whole lot of, and I have not been enjoying it. First of all, let's just start off with today. I ran out of milk. I ran out of milk. And not just like, oh, I ran out of milk, boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I figured out I ran out of milk after I poured my bowl of cereal. And then I lifted up the thing of milk and I went, ooh, <laughs> that feels kind of light. Y'all tell me why I poured and it basically just coated the bottom of the bowl. So I have to sit there and eat dry cereal. You know when like a recipe says like a few glugs of olive oil, just enough to coat the bottom of the pan? That was my milk, except with my cereal and in a bowl. That is how much milk I had. I... <laughs> I was so sad. I had to eat some dry honey bunches of oats. Strawberry, of course, because strawberry is top tier. Mm. Strawberry and almond, though, ooh, those are tied. Those can go ahead to ahead. When I was a kid, when I was younger, a cinnamon toast crunch used to be my favorite cereal. I truly now believe that now that I'm older and my palate has expanded, I think I'm more of a honey bunches of oats kind of girl. Like, honey bunches of oats just really takes the cake. Honey bunches of oats is that girl. And I'm going to stick beside her. For real. Like, honey bunches of oats just does it for me. Honey bunches of oats touches my soul. Mi alma. Honestly, who cares about me saying Spanish wrong? Here's a singing break because I just went on a deep dive of Ariana Grande and I just want to sing this song. <clears throat> you get high and call on the regular. I get weak and fall like a teenager. Why, oh, why does God keep bringing me back to you? I get drunk, pretend that I'm over it. Self-destruct, show up like an idiot. Why, oh, why does God keep bringing me back to you? I go back to you, back to you, back to you. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, that's just your daily dose of Ariana Grande. Okay, bye. Back to the podcast, because, like, why not? That's what it touches. Everything the light touches is ours. What about that shadowy land over there? We never. (laughs) I love Lion King. Unpopular opinion. The live action version of Lion King was phenomenal. I don't know why so many people hated on the live action version of Lion King. It is phenomenal. That was amazing. Especially when Timon and Pumbaa start singing Be Our Guest to distract the hyenas. That? that was absolutely phenomenal they knew what the hell they were doing disney knew what they were doing disney was in their disney bag hi disney i would also like to be in my disney bag so if you ever you know want to slide me a disney bag just hit your girl up i can be like the next disney princess okay if you ever want to have a plus size disney princess i'm here 
Or I can simply be a voice actor and pretend to be a Disney princess. But you know the sad part of being a Disney princess? Baby girl, you have to have vocals. You know what? Better yet, Disney, if you ever want to make a movie about a girl who can't sing, (laughs) hit me up. (laughs) I'm right here. Hi. I'll take voice lessons just to be on a Disney movie. I swear to God, I want a Disney bag i want a disney check but like i was saying so back to the time where i thought i was gonna die in the hands of a cop oh wait Mm -hmm. should we do the intro now so this is where i put the intro god damn welcome back to the strike me please podcast i'm your host brianna silva and today i'm here by myself with a bunch of different video clips you know how we do you know how we roll so As you can see by the title, from luxury to prison, prison pipeline, from luxury to jail. I was recording this at like midnight or one in the morning, so please forgive the crackhead energy. Okay, more like annoying energy. Here's how the cops are called on me for being an illegal. So, (laughs) girl, I've been waiting to tell this story. (sighs) Two days ago. What is today? Tuesday? Yeah, it's still Tuesday, Tuesday. So this happened on Sunday, day before Memorial Day. My boyfriend's friend invited me, my boyfriend, uh, like the entire, their little friend group out to a ranch, a beautiful ranch, I must say, all the way in Victoria, Texas. And this friend was like, it is my grandparents' ranch, and the river connects through their property. Like, girly, let's go out there. Let's go tubing. We can have a good time, bring drinks. Let's lay out. We're going to enjoy the sun in the river. We're going to enjoy some drinks. We're going to have a wonderful time. And if we want, we can spend the night. Even started talking about camping out there because it's all on the grandparents' property. This is all private property, y'all. Like, we we're gonna be safe ain't nobody crossing us and I was like let's do at first me and my boyfriend were like we can't do this we cannot do this because we are too broke we 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 were just way too broke we're like guys you know like a three-hour drive and then having to buy tubes and just having to spend money on food and being prepared like we just didn't think we could make it we're like we cannot make this happen that is too much money that we cannot spend. But then we decided to put our heads together. We put our noggins together. We used our noggins, our noggins. And we realized we could actually make this trip on a budget. And we budgeted it out, we planned it perfectly, and we were like, we're making this trip because this sounds like a fun trip. And I felt so bad. I was just like, babe, this is your friends. Like, I know you want to go. Like, don't stay back. Honestly, if you can just afford it with just you, do that. Like, you know, don't worry about me. Because, I mean, once you're in a relationship, you know, you it's like t- you, it's all payments are for two people, you know? All payments are for two people, but I'm happy that the payments are for two people in a relationship and not like the payments for two people as in I'm a single mother with a kid, like, mm, you know, some, mm, I'm not shitting on, (laughs) 
nobody me the realization of I could be canceled for that I'm just saying me personally in my life it is easier to do a payment for two people in a relationship than it is to do a payment for like a mother and a child or a father and a child I am not in that stage in my life I swear to god me and my kid would starve or I would starve and my kid would survive either way (laughs) but that's besides the point anyway so back to what I was saying So we figure it out. We make this three-hour drive. We hit the property. Beautiful ranch. Oh, my gosh. Just so much land. And we even saw a deer on the property. Y'all, I have never seen so much land in my life. Like, I, I obviously have. But I mean, like, standing on so much land and knowing, like, hey, this, this right here. This is all ours. And so we pack up the trucks and we are trucking down to the river, like just driving. Like the river was like a mile away from the house. Like I was still all on private property, y'all. It was beautiful. It was truly luxury. I was sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm in the truck with the dog. I get to pet this hyper dog. That dog was so cute. I am having the time of my goddamn life. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If I could do it again, I wouldn't. I would have stayed in my broadcast home. But as we're trucking along down to the river, the person driving says, oh my God, the grass is so tall I can barely see the road. Now, I'm an anxious person. I catastrophize everything in my mind because my brain goes, let's think of worst case scenario so I know how to protect you. And then I have to go, brain, I see where you're coming from, but let's dial it back. So my catastrophizing brain said, oh my God, he can't see the road. What if we drive off a cliff? What if we drive into a gigantic ditch and I literally went oh my god Brianna you need to calm down it's Tex it's the rolling plains of Texas the worst that can happen is we can get stuck in the mud y'all lo and behold as we're driving through like this ditch drainage area boom not both why both trucks get stuck in the mud for real (laughs) both trucks really got stuck in the mud and I mean stuck girl like it had to be like 10 of us it felt like hold on let me count eight of us it was eight of us and a dog and all eight of us well technically seven because someone had to be the driver started to push against one truck to get it out the mud and push it because once we were through that little muddy area it was all dry like we were good to go and we could head down to the river but it just would not move it was stuck And so then tried to hop in the other truck to like reverse back or just move forward, see what we can do with the other truck, drive around, do a three point turn, you know, just like, okay, one truck is stuck. Y'all, that's how we found out that the other truck was also stuck. So both trucks are now stuck. Both our rides are stuck. And so they started talking about like bringing cars down and whatnot. And honestly, I was like, guys, like, let us not even risk this like let us not risk a car because if a car gets stuck where like we're because the cars were our way from like our cars is what made the three hour drive the trucks just made the half a mile drive and got stuck our cars 
are doing a three mile drive. We don't need cars messing up driving through all this uh, forage and woods and all this and tall grass and snakes and blah, 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 blah. So we all decide, you know what? Okay, basically I was like, we could just walk it. (laughs) And everyone was kind of grumpy. And to be fair, yeah, the grass was actually like waist level, which is why I was so terrified for a car to even drive through that mess. Cause I'm like, bro, I don't, I do not believe a car could actually make it. Um, so we all <laughs> took our, well, some per, someone walked with like off, like the bug spray off, uh, for deep forest. So we all took that bug spray and we sprayed ourselves down because I have a huge fear of just Lyme disease from ticks. I don't know why why that's in my head, but like, bruh, I constantly worried about getting bitten by a tick and getting Lyme disease. So we spray ourselves down. We don't want to get bit by anything and get any type of disease. And we start trekking through. Y'all, I am in slides. <laughs> so I'm slipping and sliding everywhere. We have to take all our personal belongings out the trucks. So like we're walking around with like heavy bags and coolers. Like, you know, we are loaded up. D- like but the funny thing is is that we're all in like swimsuits because we were going down to the river so we're like loaded up with backpacks and coolers and bikinis and cute little cover-ups like y'all it was it had to be like the funniest sight to see genuinely later on we found out it wasn't the funniest sight to see from all angles but it had to be the funniest sight to see genuinely so we trekked through it was only half a mile it wasn't that far and like we're huffing and puffing but we make it we take a deep breath we get back to the house we're sitting under the trees a cool breeze is passing through and we're just like you know what we can go to the beach or we can just come back to college station and go to Lake Bryan. You know, we can figure something out. It's okay. The guy who created all the plans, he's like just profusely apologizing. We're like, dude, like it is not your fault. You didn't come out here and water the dirt, <laughs> make it muddy and get trucks stuck. Like dog, take care of yourself. Take care of the trucks. Like go figure it out because he was panicking because he knew he had to get both trucks out the mud um he was like I'm just probably gonna call the neighbors or something and we're like okay cool like be safe we'll see you back in college station we all pack up the cars we get in the cars we start driving as we start driving to leave the property just these two big black SUVs drive up to us and my boyfriend was like oh I think that's the neighbors and my thought was how sweet the neighbors came so quickly like within a phone call and they were already here tremendous like oh how sweet like that was literally my first thought was like how sweet are the neighbors they came so fast next thing you know I start seeing the lights turn on on the SUVs and I was like oh they also call the cops for help interesting I guess you know small town you know cops or whatever and then next thing you know the cops block us because it was two cars driving out so the cops block both of the cars driving down to like leave this big ranch And then all of a sudden, they just start yelling, put your hands up, put your hands up, everyone hands up. And now I have so many song references for this. There's like a major laser song that's like, hands up, hands up, everybody now, maybe put your hands up, put your hands up. Or there's my other favorite one where it's like, uh, put your hands up, black boy. Cop shot the kid, the cop shot the kid, the cop shot the kid. Like, okay, so many good song references. But in that moment, I almost shot myself. Genuinely, genuinely almost. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a little vulgar. I almost defecated on myself. Genuinely, genuinely almost defecated on myself. Like, 
fully heart in my butt like I (laughs) that's just the truth of it that is just the truth of it because that was the scariest moment because they blocked us off from leaving to our knowledge we haven't done anything we haven't broken any laws and they're just screaming put your hands up put your hands up so all of us like I was literally applying chapstick bro I dropped my chapstick and put my hands up and I'm like trembling and then they come up uh, two officers go up to uh, the first car and then the other two come around to um, my boyfriend's car who was driving and when my boyfriend rolled down the window they're still like yelling at us aggressively and they're like what are you doing here how did you get here and just like just asking questions and it was to the point where like they wouldn't let my boyfriend finish his statement before like yelling another question at him and it genuinely wasn't like stern okay like for the way they approached us like they were genuinely yelling at us like literally what are you doing here how did you get on this property and we're just like what the fuck and so like my boyfriend is literally just trying to answer all his questions as they're like as he's just like yelling them at him and he's just like it's our friend um this is our friend's grandparents property he invited us and then they're like what is the name of this friend he was like oh the friend's name is so and so and they're like do you have the number of the and he was yes and he just like calls him right because the officer was like well i need you to call him so he like calls my boyfriend calls his friend my friend my boyfriend's friend doesn't know any of this is happening and so as soon as he answers he's like hey guys like i'm just sorry again and like the officer cuts him off and is like hi yeah is this so and so um yeah we have your friends down here what are you doing on this property and do you know the property owner and he was like what yeah this is my grandparents property like huh he was like what is the name of the property owner he was like it's this and then that's when the officer finally started to calm down and was like okay well what are you doing here and he's like well we're going to be on the river and like you know we're like that's just what we were doing he was like oh okay well did like and just I don't even remember the rest of the conversation because I don't think I honestly think I started to black out at that point because the officer finally started to calm down then he looked at us and like conversation finished hung up the phone hands the phone back to my boyfriend tells us that we can put our hands down says he needs to go talk to the other officer he talks to the other officer and like while oh I remember why I started to black out because while the officer was on the phone I look in front of me at the car in front of me and they have made the driver of the car in front of us get out and like open his trunk to grab his ID and I thought they were about to start searching the cars and I'm just sitting there like what did we do like I was bro I was just so terrified and I was like bro what is this gonna look like like officers pulled us over and we are like coolers beach bags bikinis like honestly had drinks in the car like I just felt like it just was not a good look because they were just gonna think we're some hardcore party like partying college students and like I don't feel like they're very nice to party in college students. And that was one of his questions, too. He was like, are y'all throwing a party? We were just like, no, we just came for two beats. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, so the I look ahead of me. Oh, my gosh, is Biscuit about to run on his wheel? Oh, my God, I think he's about to run on his wheel. So I look ahead of me. Biscuit is my roommate's hedgehog, if you didn't know from a few episodes back. But look ahead of me. Friend is pulling out his ID cop talks to the other cop comes back and then explains to us like he literally was like I'm so sorry for the aggression on how we approached you we got a phone call saying there's illegals on this property and we were just like huh 
And he was like, yeah, the neighbors called and said that they saw illegals walking through the property. And that's when we were explained, like, no, there was like our trucks got stuck. And so we had to walk back to the house like, you know, just to like we're leaving to go back home. Like our plans got canceled because of this. And he was like, I'm so sorry, like just because of this area. Um, a lot of human traffickers and coyotes, which if you don't know what a coyote is, a coyote is uh, the person you pay to uh, bring you over the Mexican-American border, um, obviously under the radar. Uh, <laughs> and so he was like, yeah, so with that comes a lot of drugs and guns. And so I've already been shot and I didn't want to get shot again. So that is why we approached y'all the way we did. And I was like, oh my God, no, you're fine. You're just doing your job. He, 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 he. And then Andre's friend's grandfather turned out he was behind the cops the entire time and approached us and started asking us like, how did my, how did my grandchild even invite y'all to this ranch? How did, how did he get y'all all together and brought y'all here? How do you even know my grandkid? And we're just like answering his questions and we're like, yeah, he just like planned this out with us. And he was like, okay, well, he wasn't supposed to be doing that. They're in trouble. And we were just like, oh, we're so sorry. And <laughs> yeah, and that was that. And we got to leave, but we drove to the gas station because before we got to the ranch, we all just met up at the ranch. I mean, we all met up at this gas station so we could follow the friend to the ranch. And we we're like, we'll just meet back up at the gas station and evaluate if we want to go to the beach or if we want to come back to college station. And one of the cops literally followed us to the gas station and literally like, I literally want to lift this blanket up and just look at Biscuit. I can see his wheel moving, and I think it's the cutest thing on this planet. But he followed us to the gas station and literally parked and just was, like, watching us but pretending not to watch us by, like, pretending to be on his phone. Oh, my God, I think he wants to run on his wheel. Hold on, I'm going to move the blanket. Give me a second. But, yeah, he followed us to the gas station and was trying to pretend to be on his phone. But, like, it was very clear that he just followed us and wanted to see what we were doing and where we were going and that was one of the scariest moments of my life genuinely because my first thought was I kid you not when the officer said put your hands up I was like we're going to jail because the fact that they're approaching us like this they think we've done something horrible and they're just taking us to jail and I don't know why I don't understand what we did but it turned out it was because we were on property that we didn't have permission to be on which we did not know we thought we had full permission to be here we didn't realize and so um that was terrifying and then the other thing that like really has me like that ruined my entire day one and two the other thing that had like been rolling around my mind for the rest of the day was how easy it was for the cops who approach us aggressively. Like, they didn't come up, like, they didn't drive up to us and assume, like, hey, you know, someone called this in, let's just, like, go check it out, let's make sure it's true, let's make sure it's legit. No, someone called in and said there were some illegals on the property. Like, the cop fully told us, like, they got a phone call from the neighbor saying there are illegals on this property. And because of that, they came at us aggressively and they told us to put our hands up and they like, they almost didn't even want to give us a chance or hear us out. And it's only when we started like all at the same time telling them the same story 
is when they're just kind of like, oh, wait, hold on. These kid, these are kids. They look terrified. The guy in the front seat just showed me a Texas ID. Hold on. There's something else happening here. And that's when they started to calm down once they got like a phone call. But that is so terrifying because I just kept playing in my head like, if we weren't a group of minorities on this property, would we still have that same experience? And I, I genuinely can't say yes. I genuinely can't say yes because I truly believe if it was a group of white college students, visibly white college students, walking through that property, even if the neighbors felt the need to call the cops because they're like, okay, people aren't supposed to be on this property. Why am I seeing people walking through that property? I think that phone call would have been, there's just some trespassers on this property. Or they would have assumed that the owner invited family over. And it's simply because you could visibly see that we are a group of minorities that they looked at us and went, they're illegals. They're not, like... (laughs) I'm sorry, but how do you see people walking through land and just go, nope, those are illegal immigrants. That's what they are. They are illegal immigrants. I know what an illegal immigrant looks like. Like, are you kidding me, dog? No, that is something that you looked at someone, stereotyped them, and then called the cops. And the cops believed it. And it was just that simple to be face-to-face with an aggressive cop. And I've always been very much like ACAB, like police reform, like we need a lot of things to change about the way the police police force, like quote-unquote protect America, but they don't really protect America. But like there needs to be a lot that changes. And really being in that experience just like showed me how quickly it needs to change, how much needs to change, because I'm sorry, it should not have just simply taken one phone call to be in front of an aggressive cop, just screaming at us to put our hands up and instantly thinking like these are illegal immigrants that we're about to like bust out to the station. That was legit the scariest moment of my life. And I did not think I was about to make it out of that situation alive or not in handcuffs, genuinely, because of the way they approached us. And honestly, once they started saying, put your hands up, put your hands up, I thought the next sight that I was going to see were guns drawn towards us. Honestly, I thought that was the next step. As soon as they hopped out the car, I thought the first thing they were going to do was pull pull out guns on us. Luckily, they didn't. (laughs) Um, So maybe they did one thing right. Because if I had to stare down the barrel of a gun, I honestly think I would have passed out in that front seat. I think I would have thrown up. I would have passed out. There was no way I would have been able to keep my calm with the gun pointed toward me. I've never felt comfortable with the gun pointed towards me. I mean, I've had a gun pointed towards me multiple times in a nonviolent way, like literally just someone showing off their gun that wasn't loaded. And I've never felt comfortable with it. So knowing like it's not hands of a police officer who's probably has it loaded and pulled it out because they thought they're going to die like no no and so just seeing yeah it is not great to be a minority in front of an aggressive cop that's not fun it's truly 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 not fun um I wouldn't wish that on anyone but sadly I know that's just the way the cookie crumbles in America and (sighs) there are probably a lot worse situations and I'm just like bro 
what if you were just someone who got like hired to help on the property, right? And neighbors don't know. And so the neighbors call the cops calling you an illegal and you're having like the worst day of your life. Just absolute worst day. Or if you already had a few run-ins with the cop for the day, like how do you not just like snap in that moment? I see how these things escalate so quickly because when you have, cause to our knowledge, we did nothing wrong to our knowledge. We hadn't broken a single law, but to the cop's mind, they were about to deport us or send it like deport us, send us to jail because they assumed we were coyotes or human traffickers was what he literally called us. And I was just like, I hate it here. <laughs> but like, you know, so like in your mind, you haven't done anything wrong. But in a cop's mind, they just hit like the biggest like oh my gosh, they're about to go to the station and rave about what they just did and who they just took down. That, like, how, like, how do you not snap? How do you not pop off? How do you not just scream in that moment? How do you not just yell at them and go, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then that turns into, oh, you're not responding to my questions. You know what? Like, get out of here. You're arrested. Like, I see how these things escalate so quickly. And that was genuinely the most terrifying moment of my life. I I never want to experience that again. And I would never wish that on anyone. Truly not even my worst enemy. And I can, like, I can say that. I can truly, truly say that. I would never wish that on my worst enemy. No. <laughs> no. Like, it, nothing ever needs to escalate that quickly honestly it's one thing if it's like like because to me even if someone like called in and said oh someone's robbing this house like why can't or there's illegals you know whatever it is why can't they just approach it calmly and go let's assess the situation first and then from our eyes okay I can see this person is literally trying to is like like literally got caught walking out the door with items in their hands and then took off running as soon as they saw us or a group of people were like walking through this property I don't know and took off running when they saw us and started shooting at us you know that's when I can understand the aggression but when it's like we did not like we didn't we literally haven't even spoken a word to them and they started yelling at us I I don't think I'll ever understand it ever and then I saw this tweet today that said um young white people have like their phases are a minority's trauma and people were like I don't understand what you're talking about like what do you mean these phases and because of that experience I knew exactly what that person meant they're talking about the few people who have hopped on social media and said oh yeah everyone had their like little uh like like everyone had their little racist phase when they were younger and thought it'd be funny to make all these like different racist jokes and whatnot and like no because it really is a minority person's trauma because to me I knew like once the neighbors finally got the story of like no those were just my friends like why would you call the cops and say that like they were probably giggling and just oh my god we were so scared we saw people walking through the property and we just thought they were illegals but for us like genuinely that is a traumatic experience that to this moment I genuinely do not know how to process I genuinely do not know how to move forward after that moment just because I know that phone call 
came based off of the way we looked as a group. That is literally why that word was used in that phone call. Like someone, someone was being dramatic. Someone wanted to get the cops out immediately. And so someone's like, oh my God, like, ha ha ha. You really should let people know that's so funny. We call the cops and call them illegals is a group of college students trauma. I don't think we'll ever forget that moment because that is a moment none of us have ever experienced ever in our lives. None of us have ever experienced a moment like that. And that is something that we will remember for a lifetime now simply because someone took our outer appearance and thought it would be fair to make a certain judgment. And so that's, I literally like liked that tweet and <laughs> like ignored the comments because all the comments were like, I don't know what you mean. You're always, y'all are always saying stuff like this. Like, what do you mean? What phases are y'all talking about? I'm also starting to realize I have to stop going through Twitter comments because when I go through Twitter comments, I realize how toxic Twitter is. I see what every like influencer and celebrity say because you know I always feel like influencers and celebrities always leave Twitter but they like keep their Instagram up and I'm always like why do y'all change platforms like this why do y'all only post on this certain social media site like even Ariana Grande I was so sad to see Miss Mamas leave Twitter but honestly when I started going through the comments of tweets more because I typically not like never used to be a comment girl until TikTok because you know the comment if the video is funny the comments will have you dying on the floor out of breath um so I started going through comments on everything now and I realized like dang like Twitter really is like that toxic place like it's always been this joke of like Instagram is for the fun and happy people and Twitter is like for the people who are depressed and sad and have nothing better to do with their lives and you can tell because like when you're in that mental state like you genuinely like can't be positive about anything you can't be kind about anything and you really see that on Twitter and so Honestly, the more I go through Twitter comments, the more I'm just like, do I want to delete Twitter? <laughs> do I want to get off of Twitter? Because I honestly don't think I ever want to be in a position where people come at me the way that I see people come at each other on Twitter. And like, it's a joke. Like, that's just the environment. Like, Twitter is really the hood of all social media platforms. And I stand by that. I truly stand by that. Um, what else do I have to say? Talking about social media platforms, TikTok. TikTok has been pissing me off, truly pissing me off, okay? I Pissing me off is such a weird phrase because, like, pissing me off, like, all I can think of is someone, like, peeing on someone so hard that, like, they fall off of something, and that's, like, pissing me off. Whatever. That's besides the point, but it's been pissing me off because... On my For You page has been nothing, and I mean nothing, but people posting filters, like people posting themselves using the different filters on TikTok, and it has like hundreds of thousands of likes, and the reason why it's pissing me off is because like, bro, you didn't do anything, like the, like, it feels like people are famous for nothing, nada, all because they used the filter, all because they used the funny filter, and then they made a funny comment, and boom, now they have a 
TikTok video that blew up. And sometimes I do go through and like I look through their profile and it really is just some random people who blew up from a TikTok filter. And don't get me wrong, if I could <laughs> if I could do that too, listen. And I would do it too for a check. I ain't finna lie to y'all. I'm I'm gonna keep it a hundred here. But like the reason why it's making me annoyed is because now it just feels like now it just feels like a pump and dump of content on TikTok. Genuinely is the only way that I can like express that. It just like TikTok is an app that was not created for like actual genuine entertainment. Like I, I feel like in the beginning it was people were making fun. Oops, people were making fun. My blanket hit the mic. People were making fun, creative content, doing dances, doing comedy sketches, all of this. But now TikTok has been created to be an app where anyone can go viral. If you want to put music out there, if you want to be known, if you want to be famous, do it on TikTok. They're looking for a new influencer every 15 seconds, basically. And so now it just feels like TikTok has been the hub of like anyone can be famous, anyone can go viral, and like anyone can do it. That's how it feels. And so now it just feels like all the content is just like repeat basic content that's not actually entertaining, but it's now just a bunch of people waiting for their time in the spotlight. And I kind of hate it. I'm not going to lie. I really hate it. Even I have been like analyzing what I post on TikTok because I'm like, how do I add to this platform in a way that other people aren't doing, you know? And so I'm also trying to, I tried resetting my FYP because I want to get away from all these filters, bro. Like, just filter after filter after filter of people using, fil like, and just going viral for using filters. I want to get away from that content. I want to go back to comedy content. I want to go back to dancing content. I want to go back to the content that my favorite niche on TikTok genuinely are people making drinks. Those videos where people are aesthetically pleasing making matchas or these different sodas, non-alcoholic, but like fully like coffees and matchas and juices and all of that with fun ice and colors and flavors and glitter, but there's like no talking. There's like, they're not explaining anything. They're just showing you how to make a fun non-alcoholic drink are my favorite favorite videos it is something so pleasing about watching all the different ways you can make a tea a lemonade like i live for that content i am i am part of that niche community my other favorite one is like the four uh is the lives of just like watching birds eat from bird feeders people who literally just like put up a bird feeder and then put up a cam like put up their phone and go on tiktok live and you just sit there with a bunch of other people on that live and figure out like what breed of bird it is <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do that's my absolute favorite thing to watch the my other lives that I enjoy watching are watching girls who do nails just like do nails just like do client nails I love that I love watching people get their nails done are you kidding me I love it I live for the nail content oh my god biscuit might start running in his little wheel I hope he runs oh my god he's running I've been dying to catch this little hedgehog running in his wheel. I have been waiting for the day.
that I officially just get to sit here and just hear little squeak, 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 squeak. And that's the like sound that the wheel makes when it like turns really fast. And he's just full blown running like he's running on a treadmill. As I know he does it often because Lainey has always showed me like the bottom of his feet is like raw and it only gets that way when he's like running around on his wheel too much. So homie be putting that work in. Homie, homie, a little runner here, track star. And I just want to catch him one day. But he doesn't like to do it publicly. He always does it when people are asleep. But I just saw him hop on his wheel, take like two little steps, and then he hopped off. So I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting, Biscuit. Um, but yeah, I love watching lives of people getting their nails done. Ah, woo, that just warms my soul. Um, I also love the TikTok videos of just like comedians who are like posting clips of their sets. Those are my other favorite. Um, I haven't been getting a lot of podcast content on TikTok lately, so I'm kind of sad that I'm away from that community. Um, have I mentioned my books yet? Y'all, I love... Uh, I'm trying to get onto Book Talk to get more book recommendations, but honestly, my roommate's on Book Talk, and I think I'm going to just get all my book recommendations from her because she is deep in it, and honestly, her book recommendations have been fire, which literally, right after I click stop recording, I'm about to go into my room and read Crown of Midnight, which I've already explained in another podcast clip that I made for y'all. This is going to be a really long podcast episode because this clip alone is 40 minutes, but yeah like y'all i love i am living for the throne of glass series that is such a great series so if you need a good fantasy book series throne of glass highly recommend um what else Ooh, i got the trifecta of um how do i say this see that is something that is meant for after hours and honestly i have just been too exhausted lately to think of after hours because this is not my full-time job i have also been doing a lot of things for this company um that basically just like helps people get prepared for the workforce and i i like it was explained as like minorities get prepared for the workforce and then they'll help us find internships after we finish the program and honestly i complained the entire way through it until i got to the portion where I learned how to build a resume and how to properly interview. And one of the things that they really focused on was one, how to build a resume with no work experience, because I didn't know how to do that. My resume was always so bland, boring. Like I just followed every resume outline. So I kind of like the outline that they gave me very neutral, very straight to the point. And now like, because my degree, I'm, I'm a philosophy major. Like, I'm a philosophy major. Anytime people hear philosophy, they're just like, what the hell do you do with that? Like, what classes are you even taking? And the classes that I took are very beneficial for where I want to go. You know, I want to go into entertainment. I want to go into marketing. And I'm like, how do I explain that I took a lot of classes that focus on that, that I took a lot of classes that will help me in that, which is what has really given me that experience to really say, like, this is what I want to do. And so there's a whole portion on my resume that's like relevant classes to my work because, you know, I don't have that much work experience. Oh, my God. He's on the wheel. He's on the wheel. He's on the wheel. Hold on. Oh, my God. If this wheel keeps going. Oh, oh my God. He's on the wheel. He's on the wheel. Y'all. Y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to pause, y'all, because uh, 
biscuit biscuit is running biscuit is running hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on oh my god i'm literally gonna send this podcast episode to laney and be like girl i saw biscuit run on the wheel damn it he hopped off the wheel right as soon as i stood up to look at him i'm depressed biscuit can you hop back on this wheel please i'm just trying to see you run get your fitness you'll be working on your fitness i'm your witness hey <laughs> i'd be a mess sometimes but i don't even remember what i was talking about oh yeah but like they help minority students and yeah so like building that resume and like really learning how to put what i learned from my classes onto my resume was nice and then learning how to interview because the one thing that has always tripped me up which i learned is a whole thing that trips everyone up is the tell me about yourself question every time they say tell me about yourself i thought that meant like they want to know about my actual life like they want to get to know me on a deeper level so i would just be like oh my god you know single mom like I would literally just take that moment to trauma dump a little (laughs) but isn't that what my generation does every time they're like uh tell us why you would be a perfect fit we all just like dump our traumas because we're like oh my god our trauma was worse than this person's that's why we would be a great fit right and so I would honestly take that moment to just trauma dump a little and be like yeah like because my dad died and I'm being raised by a single mom so I learned how to persevere and like life is crazy like oh my god and so it was really nice to know like no tell me about yourself is not to get personal and trauma dump but they want to know about you professionally they want to know okay when they say tell me about yourself they want to know okay say that you're a college student, say what you're majoring in, say what your like relevant interest is in the job where you are like professionally. That's what they want to know. So for example, for me, it would be like, oh, I'm a college student studying at Texas A&M. My major is philosophy. My passion in philosophy has really led me to find an interest in marketing. And with marketing, I plan to help companies grow. Like that is what they want to know. They do not want to hear your trauma dump. And that was something that I really needed. And also, I see so many like TikTok videos being like, oh my gosh, the way to stand out in an interview is to ask the person interviewing you questions. But I was like, how do you bring up like a question? How do you ask a question? And they really like teach you how to ask a question, which is at the end of the interview, you, you know, let me give out these interview tips. Okay. So the whole tell me about yourself, literally tell them where you are professionally. What you've, If you have no work experience, tell them what you studied in college, what college you go to, how your passions have led you uh, to looking at whatever career you want to go into and what your future plans are uh, professionally. Then when they ask like, oh, tell me about a situation or tell me about a time, you want to think of a specific example in your mind, explain the situation, um, say what, like, so they literally say it stands for STAR, situation, task, action, resolution. So you explain the situation, you explain the task at hand and what you had to do, then you say the action that was taken and then what it resulted in. And so that would work for any, like, tell me about a time where, um, where you failed professionally or 
tell me about a time that you were a leader in the company so you would want to use that star technique and then for the closing out you basically sum it up like you sum up an essay for the interview so you would uh, say okay so like these were the main points that I realized we covered like we talked a lot about leadership we talked a lot about this and these are how these points would really make me a good fit for the job and you know so I want to thank you for your time and they say yes of course and then you go okay well you know you can ask a question like well with the top performer can I ask a few questions when they say do you have any questions for us that's when you'll say yes I want to know what a top performing employee looks like in your company um and then you can ask, once they answer that, you can then ask, okay, when can I expect to hear from you to know about the next steps of this process? And they can give you a timeline or they can say what they want. And then you can say, well, can I take your business card or can I take your email or your phone number? And what would be a good time to reach out if I haven't heard from you in that time period? Um, like, how long should I wait to, like, reach out to you if I haven't heard from you in the time period that you told me to ask about the next steps in the process? And, you know, they'll give you that information. You take their email and then, you know, or your phone number, whatever you have to contact them. And then you go home and then you write them a thank you letter or a phone call. And you just say, I want to, again, thank you for your time. These are the people who interviewed me. This is the person who interviewed me. And you say, again, I just would like to say, this is why I'd be a good for the, good fit for the job. This, you know, just hype them up and say again why you would be a good fit for the job and then thank them again. And then you just wait to hear back from them. And like, that's how you do a proper interview. And that is a technique that I would never know because I hear bits and pieces of those techniques on social media, but I never knew how to fully implement them. And so I really hated that. But now I, because I was really pissed because I was doing it for an internship, but when they told me like, hey, an internship is not guaranteed, that's when I was like, oh, y'all are so full of it. Like, ooh, I don't like y'all because y'all got me doing all of this and an internship is not guaranteed. But honestly, after going through those steps, I don't mind not getting an internship through them and now just like using the resume template that they forced me to do, using that to like send out to companies, knowing that I now have like a way to interview for a company, and just doing it on my own because Loki, if I have to keep going through them, then I have to do some community service projects and I have to do this and that and na 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 na. So I personally just prefer to go and look at like how to do it for myself. But yeah, so I really learned a lot and that was my cute little tips that I shared for y'all. Anyways, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up because I know I have a lot of long clips, so editing is not gonna be fun. And I want to go cuddle with my mans and read my book and just be all up in his face because he's probably also about to knock out soon since he has to wake up early. But I really want to thank y'all for listening to this podcast because I know I am not a very consistent poster. I will our consistent uploader and I will 1000% work on that. Um, It just gets a little hard, you know, trying to navigate the workforce and corporate America, but also wanting to be able to come and like nourish this podcast because this podcast has just given me so many different outlooks on life and I enjoy every moment of it and I enjoy every second of y'all. Um, hey besties, but I really do love y'all and as usual all my what is in the show notes, all my social media, everywhere where you can find me if you want to stalk me, you want to say hey to me. Ooh. 
Ooh, girl, I just knocked over my water bottle. If you want to ask me more about the interview process, if you want any more tips and tricks, honestly, reach out to me on social media and I will literally, girl, I will literally give you those tips. I will read from the slides and type them out <laughs> and give you the tips. But yeah, that's how you can reach me. And please rate and review this podcast and subscribe to this podcast. Follow this podcast, like collect this podcast, do what you need to do to like, that is the way you support this podcast without ever dropping a singular penny. You don't have to drop a penny to support me. All you have to do is follow, rate and review. That's all you have to do. And that's how I know that y'all love me and support me. That's how you support this podcast for free. So tell it to your friends too. Tell your friends, tweet it, literally like screen record um, you listening to this and post it on social media and say that this is your favorite podcast on the planet. That is how you support this podcast. And I literally thank every single one of you. And I'm going to go now because that book is calling my name. I want to finish that book and I need to refill this water bottle and my phone needs to charge because it's on 5%. So I just turned it off because it was dying. Um, anyways, yeah, other editing, Brianna got the rest and vlog clips brianna got the rest because ooh, girl i know i was drunk in one of those vlog clips but i love y'all peace